HR Party of One is brought to you by Burning Portal, an all-in-one HRIS that eliminates time-consuming tasks so you can focus on higher value activities. In this episode, let's talk about tone in the workplace. Imagine this scenario. Let's say your supervisor emails you, asking for an extra hand with an assignment. You respond that you're happy to help, but if you can send it over by the end of the week as you have a timely project to complete. Which of the following responses would you prefer to receive? Absolutely, I appreciate your help. Sure, that's fine, thanks. You chose the first option, didn't you? Thought so. Let's talk about why. The first response shows gratitude. You're making additional time in your schedule to help your supervisor and he or she appreciates you. The second response leaves you feeling unsettled. You question whether you should prioritize the assignment. You contemplate working extra hours to get both assignments done earlier in the week. Now you're stressed out and worried about disappointing your supervisor. That scenario is not pleasant and easily avoidable. So in this episode of HR Party of One, we will give you a rundown on why tone is important and how to deliver a positive one, even when you may be having a bad day. We'll discuss why tone matters, how to improve tonal communication, how to handle your tone when you're angry and knowing your audience. Let's get started. Why does tone matter? Having employees stressed out and worked up over a misinterpreted email is certainly not the goal of any supervisor or HR professional. Though it can be difficult to understand how you're coming across to others, especially in written format. In his book, Coaching for Improved Work Performance, Ferdinand F. Forneys writes, Managers blame their employees for failure of the communication process. A more accurate observation would be that the manager is failing, not the employee. One of the major reasons managers are not as effective as they could be for the purpose of influencing others is because they are operating with the wrong definition of communication. Effective communication processes are critical so that everyone is on the same page and employees aren't hiding out in the bathroom stall shedding tears in between meetings. How to improve tonal communication. Since most misinterpretive communication happens in written forms of communication, let's go over some tips to avoid any ambiguity around the intended tone. Use exclamation points. Exclamation points can change the entire tone of a message. Refer back to the second option from earlier, the one you didn't choose. Imagine it read, sure, that's fine, thanks. I'm sure you'd agree that the small, simple change reads far better. Now, while exclamation points can certainly lighten the tone of an email, be wary of overuse. Excessive exclamation can come across as sarcastic or simply annoying. Use friendly greetings and send-offs instead of hi or hello. Try good morning, good afternoon, good evening variations. Or you can simply address the recipient by name, such as hi, Susan. A personal touch can eliminate the perception of a negative tone. When closing an email, avoid phrases like with regards. If you're asking a colleague to do something, signing off the email with a thank you is great. If you're making changes to an upcoming meeting agenda, a proper sign off can be talk to you soon. Notice the exclamation, using them in a send off can eliminate any potential previous ambiguity regarding the tone of the message. Be consistent. 
If you normally email your colleagues with similar greetings, sign-offs, and general language, but then totally change the tone one day, it will most likely be noticed. If you're having a bad day or perhaps are actually frustrated with this coworker, it may be best to pick up the phone or talk to this individual in person. Be personal. You work with many of your coworkers for hours each week. You probably know details about their lives. When applicable, apply those personal touches to an email. Here's an example. Hi, Drew. Hope you had a fun weekend out on the boat with your family. I would love to touch base early this week to go over the updated email campaign. Do you have time in your schedule Tuesday afternoon? My calendar is up to date, so send an invite that works best for you. Thank you. Signed, your name. The personal comment shows you care about the colleague as a person and not just a coworker. You use an exclamatory phrase to convey your tone and also note the greeting and send off. It can become second nature once you start implementing these tips. How to handle tone when angry. Okay, back to scenario mode. Now imagine you arrive at work in a great mood. It's been a wonderful morning. You got up early, went for a run, had time to make breakfast and a cup of coffee before work. There is no traffic on your way into the office and you arrive early. It is going to be a great day. But then everything goes awry. The only other HR professional on your team quits and now your workload has just doubled. Worse yet, she handled all of your accounts receivable. So what do you do? It's very easy to allow stressors and frustrations to impact the way we respond to others. There are still emails to respond to and work to be done, and it's important to curtail these emotions and maintain a positive, friendly tone. So you may be thinking, well, Elizabeth, that's great advice and all, but it's not easy to stifle emotions at the drop of a hat. And your thoughts would be extremely valid. It's certainly no easy task to present a friendly demeanor when feeling anything but cordial. So what are some steps you and others in your organization can take to eliminate toxic emails in your workplace? Determine whether or not the email is urgent. More often than not, an email is not something that requires immediate attention. If you're having a bad day, wait to respond to emails until tomorrow. Take a breather, go for a walk, get some fresh air and think through the best way to respond. Time away from the situation can mitigate the level of anger and frustration, enabling you to return to work and respond in a much more tranquil manner. Use the phone. That's right, it can be that simple. Sure, one's tone may be negative on the phone, but it allows for an open communication platform. While a call can portray similar emotions, it can just as quickly eradicate them. A written medium can struggle to convey the correct tone. Hearing someone's voice can provide the reassurance they need. Do not send the email without proofreading it first. How does it sound? If you receive that email, how would you feel? Put yourself in the recipient's shoes. Have a coworker read through your email prior to sending it. It never hurts to have an extra set of eyes in order to ensure the tone doesn't come across as annoyed or disparaging. Create a roadmap of do's and don'ts when sending emails. This roadmap can always serve as a guide for those moments when anger may have taken root. At Bernie Portal, we provide a how to write emails section within our culture guide. Here are a few examples we include. Forwarding, 
As a rule, don't do it. No exceptions when your recipient is a client. There can be exceptions internally, but only when corresponding with someone whom you regularly correspond and the forwarded email is exceptionally clear. Not respond. The beautiful double negative. Don't not respond. Anger. Don't write or send emails when you're angry, which leads to the last and probably most important tip. Do not send an email angry. When all else fails, simply do not send an email when you are angry. If you're concerned about establishing a healthy degree of communication at your workplace, we have a resource for you. How HR can improve communication at your organization. This ebook can help you create a standardized communication pathway so your employees understand how and when to respond to emails. Know your audience. At the end of the day, who you're talking to is what matters. Do you know your employees? It's perfectly acceptable not to know your employees' communication preferences, but it can be essential to learn them. Here at Bernie Portal, we conduct DISC assessments as part of our onboarding process for all new employees. A DISC assessment is a personality assessment most often used in a professional environment to investigate an employee's behavior, motivation, work slash leadership styles, and moreover, to investigate how to create more collaborative working relationships between colleagues. Reem Mansour, PhD, shares the benefits of adding personality assessments to your recruitment process to see if a candidate's responses align with your organization's culture or if the candidate would be a good fit for a specific team. These assessments can include Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, Big Five, True Colors, and DISC. For more information on each assessment, check out the links in the description below. So what happens if you would like to improve communication at your organization, but you didn't conduct a personality assessment? Well, you can always ask your employees to complete them at any time. Or each manager can sit down in their one-on-ones with each direct report and simply ask, how is our communication going so far? Then the manager can engage in a discussion about how communication can improve. Investing time in discussing how to communicate can show you care and lead to better communication and future productivity. An HRIS like Bernie Portal uses the performance management feature to collect notes for one-on-one -on -one meetings so managers can always have a reference to return to as a reminder of what was discussed during each conversation. As an HR professional, you also have access to view these conversations to learn more about your employees' preferences as well, and most importantly, to ensure managers are communicating well with their team. As a communication medium, it helps everyone in the organization collaborate on what good communication looks like between a manager and their direct reports. In this episode, we've discussed why tone matters in the workplace and methods to improve communication in your organization to ensure that your employees aren't stressed out and upset over misinterpreted emails. We also covered how to remain kind and professional even when frustrated or angry. As always, remember that your role is as strategic as you make it.